Well, you work to earn a living, but on weekends comes the time you can do whatever turns you want. Get out and clear your mind. Me, I like football. There's a lot of things around. When you line them up together, the footy wins hands down. For the fourth time in fourth weeks, we are speaking, but thankfully not in the same room. Tim, you're you're not where I am. Where are you? No, and you're not where I am. Um, I am in Sydney. Um, just thought I'd catch the aftermath of Collingwood's horrific prelim final loss just to see all the Swans banners and red and white um, balloons and just really soak up the loss as best I could. Um, unfortunately, there is zero fanfare at the moment, but it's only early. It's only early mm. in the week. I'm sure it's that will uh, very early in the week. Um, and I am staying staying at this hotel I've never stayed at before. Um, and it's one of those. I'm not going to no free ads, so I'm not going to name the hotel. You can't just give you a sort of sense. No, I don't want to. Uh, but just to give you a sense of the vibe. And sort of the sort of le- levels of flogness that I'm dealing with, um, they have got in the room. Oh, wow. <laughs> I said maybe. <laughs> so there is an acoustic guitar here. I don't know if they thought David Brent was staying in the room. It's, it's just like, go on, get the guitar. So, um, that is supreme levels of flogness. A, that's just the kind of, just a little indication of the kind of uh, setup I'm in at the moment. But yeah, how are you going, mate? What's happening? Nah, not a lot. Uh, obviously, another, it's a very tough day today. Uh, I know, I know you're going to want to get away. Um, we're recording this during the Queen's funeral. So we are going to try and get through this mm. as quick as possible so we can take, take all of it in. I'm obviously still in mourning with that. But uh, other than that, another. Yeah, we Sooner, sooner we can get to the mourn porn, the better, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, other than that, another uh, and another uh, sleepless night watching the NFL. Uh, so, I mean, what can you do? We're we're we're. I'm not going to say we're we we hit our strides very early with this finals focus coverage, didn't we? <laughs> Were you, are you saying we peaked too soon? No, look, I'm saying I'm saying we've done a good job. Like, like we we ha- we actually have like to do four episodes in four weeks. Believe me, is a lot. Uh, yeah. So the, yeah. the fact that we've made it we've made it work despite um, provincial barriers, as I like to say, provincial rather than state. Uh, with both you know, physical and metaphysical, that's off to us, really. To be honest, yeah, well done to us. Um, I'm sure all our listeners would. We'll agree. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> and if they don't agree, then they're absolutely going to hate this um, next announcement. Um, we sort of haven't, we haven't spoken about this on the show, obviously, but we have signed a contract renewal for next season. So, yeah, right. uh, very, very exciting. Um, however, that will mean that uh, we are going to go through some brand refacing or reshaping as, um, mm-hmm. Water Cooler Weekly is going to be no longer to to be 
to be honest with you, it's been a very long time coming. It's an absolute battle, uh, not a chore because I do enjoy it, but the sheer work that goes into uh, everything that has to be done for it is is so much. I do everything myself, obviously, and uh, it's just just not feasible to do anymore. So the the way we do this show, it's a lot more relaxed. We don't have to worry about getting de- guests. We don't have to worry about scheduling people. It's relaxed. It's fun. It, it's honestly the only reason why I'm still even doing anything. So uh i just wanted well, to let me let me um let me just say well done mate because the water cooler was a great um initiative and you had some ripper episodes um i'm happy to i get the <laughs> maybe later i was gonna play with it i was gonna play you out but maybe later uh but no well done mate well done so um, uh, and hey if uh, if you didn't do the water cooler, there'd be no refill. So you know. No, correct. Um, it's evolution. Yeah. No, I do appreciate the um the kind words, and I do appreciate everyone who's giving me praise. Come on for an episode. Listen to any any episode I did. Um, you know, it started out in the middle of COVID when I was in a pretty bad way, as most people were, and just trying to do something proactive with my time rather than me stuck in my thoughts. So yeah, from the bottom of my heart, I do appreciate everyone who who listened or whatever. Um, but yeah, we will still do uh, some interviews, uh, obviously to throw in the episode style that we do, but yeah, it's very exciting to, to do. This is obviously a lot more fun. Uh, and yeah, as you, you sort of touched on, like you sort of said, it was, you know, I had some great, had some great guests and some really good interviews, but it, it wasn't a, it was very, it was very difficult for the last, for this entire year, if I'm being honest. And the last year was an absolute stretch as well. So looking forward to that. And if you don't like the refill style show, then I am sorry. You have nothing you can, there's nothing you can do. You are forced with this now. Uh, no, well done, mate. And uh, looking forward to um, to the renewed second season. Yeah. All right, let's uh, jump into it with all that flogness out of the way. Um, we'll get into the headlines. Tens late night news with Sandra Sun. We begin with the signing of keeping you informed, keeping you involved, keeping you in touch. Australia's most established late news service, the late night news with Sandra Sully, weeknights on ten. Thank you to Sandra once wow. again. One of the one of the last times this always, year. Yeah, always just brings the best. Is that beacon um, of light? Well, actually, why don't you start? Why don't you start with the uh, the most pressing news uh, revolving around the Brownlow Medal? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, uh, after losing in heartbreaking fashion to Melbourne, thanks to a cosy picket last second goal, and then a completely devastating loss to arch rivals Collingwood after leading by four goals in the last quarter, ultimately forcing them out of the finals after spending twenty two of twenty three rounds in the top eight. Carlton fans have finally have something to smile about with Patrick Cripps winning the 2022 Brownlow medal, despite being previously suspended for two games and let off on a technicality. Well done, Patrick. Well done, Patrick. And well done, uh, Carlton a, fans. Yeah, well done, Carlton. You, you finally got something to uh, be proud about, I suppose. Mm, Gloat, yeah. if you will. Funny how Carlton's last two successes have been um, with quite a heavy asterisk. Um, Getting into the finals, finishing, getting to the finals, finishing ninth, 
after the uh the drug saga and Essendon got booted and now um and now a lawyer basically winning Crips of Brownlow. So yeah. Just a, that's just a footnote. I just thought I'd, I'd raise it. Another footnote is I did read a very funny comment on Facebook that said, I bet you Corey McKernan wishes he had that lawyer. And then someone replied, Corey had Dennis Denudo. <laughs> it's the vibe. F3, um, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a worthy winner. He is, I think, he still symbolizes Carlton's biggest problem in that he carries so much of that team. Um, you know, a lot of his votes happened in losses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he didn't, like, he polled well. Throughout. He was obviously consistent enough to get 29 votes, but he didn't, um, you know, it wasn't always just when they won, Cripps got three. It was a lot of his um, votes were doing the heavy lifting. Um, obviously, the, the last Collingwood game, he was out outstanding but again that was in the loss so yeah they need to get you know, a bit more consistency across the board a bit more input from the uh, semi walshers and um chairs and these guys um before they become a real threat which i think will happen next year yeah no well said i think it's a very difficult uh difficult season for sam walsh and I, i'm I, I hold no i hold no judgment against him for that uh, syndesmosis starting off the season with syndesmosis is really tough, especially when you're someone who plays the game like he does, where he's such that you know that workhorse engine, 15, 16 kilometer game, gut running kind of midfielder. Uh, yeah. He still had a really, really good year. Um, don't let the Brownlow votes fool you uh, compared to last year, where he almost won it, and he was probably the, one of the hottest picks going into this year. But yeah, I think. Uh, a clean preseason and a full bill of health. He'll be uh, absolutely firing. And um, yeah, I think, I, I don't think there's any reason why Carlton can't sort of finish in that 10th, um, ninth spot again. <laughs> I reckon I would say I'd be shocked if they're not top six next year. I think they, they've got their, their times now with their list. Um, so we'll see what happens. Any for you, were there any other um, standout slash, ooh, geez, he voted very well. I want to keep an eye on him for 2023. Um, Carl Amon won the Port Adelaide, which is um, which was a bit of a shock. Um, not not saying Carl Amon's not a good player. Uh, he is a very good player. I think uh, he will be sorely missed. Uh, Connor, it's just a complete lack of respect to Connor Rose and his season. Uh, thoroughly yeah. deserved to be an All Australian, and um, yeah, just. That was a that was a bit of a strange one. Obviously, umpires see things differently. Um, Tex Walker winning Adelaide's, uh, Rory Laird finishing third. Like yeah, Rory the, Laird just did not poll. Yeah, which is which is so weird. Like it's there are just certain players that the umpires just don't seem to just get a hard on for. Like you know, McRae doesn't seem to poll well. Laird, no. like it's just it just seems real bizarre because these guys are not. I'm not saying they're. McRae's a superstar, but I'm not saying Laird is not a superstar, but these are, they're A graders. Like they have impact on the, yeah, they have impacts on the game. Like I can understand if you say like someone like Darcy Parrish, who is someone who typically gets a ton of the ball and does basically, you know, four fifths of fuck all with it. But these guys make a difference. So that was pretty, um, pretty surprising to me. I felt bad for Tuke. Oh, 
There was um, yeah, I mean, really just needed him to get to it that last round. But in fairness, mm. Swallow and um, Anderson did play pretty yeah. good games. Both had over thirty touches and kick goals. So yeah, no, but you yeah, can't. He's a, he had a super season. He de- he deserved it as well. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't fault any. You can't fault any of the guys. Those top sort of four or five guys. Um, the Brayshaw prediction prediction was um prediction was pretty much bang on. If I can give myself yeah. a, a small pat on the back, um, basically everything else I I said would happen didn't happen. So it is what it yeah. is. It was an exciting Brownlow finish, to be honest. Like that that oh, last like four or five rounds. Like yeah, you go back through happened. our if you go back through our text thread. I basically pronounced the the count over like four or five times yeah, to each yeah, the like, no. different guys. Yeah, oh, it was a reflection of the season, right? Like the the finals weren't settled to the last second last game, and I, and I think that's the same with um, the Brown. It was a it was a sprint to the finish. Um, for me, I thought like Zach Merritt polled really well for a team that was really shit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he polled well because they're shit or whether. I don't know. For me, he's a lookout. Um, yeah. And the other the other thing I was going to mention was, uh, can Oliver and Petraka, Petraka ever win it? Oh, he was team? not happy. <laughs> Petraka, Petraka. Yeah, because they, they, I mean, they're going to constantly, two bulls, they're just going to constantly steal votes of each other. I'm, I'm not sure whether I'll ever, ever be able to win one, but... Um, We'll see what happens there. Yeah, look, I, I don't think so. Uh, Viney's a great player. Uh, Max Gorn, obviously, is a great player. Um, Brayshaw's a great well. player. Brayshaw, Brayshaw polls well. Like, it just feels like there's just too many, too many chefs in that kitchen, you know, like, because it yeah. just, these guys are going to get, obviously, they're still going to get their 35s to 40 disposals and have those games where they're going to get the threes. But it's those like, you know, you talk about the, the losses where Cripps sort of, you know, d- does all the heavy lifting. Um, that's where they're going to miss the votes. And, and in, in the end, that's probably what gets you over the line. Because, um, yeah. you know, like Brayshaw got two votes in a game where they got smashed and he yeah, wasn't like, and he was, I mean, he was really good. But like, you know, you just, when you've got so many good players, like, you know, if Melbourne's not winning, chances are one of, Petrarch or Oliver have not played well or both of them. So, so yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. It's a, it's a great question. Yeah. It's a watch your space, but yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there, mate. I'm not sure they can do it. But yeah, no, no. Um, the Brownlow is a bit of a, well, the, I think most players would agree that the AFL MVP is more of a, like it's not more of an honor, but like it's it's more of a this is the best player for this year. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh yes. I think yeah. I think it there's less um you know, less doubt around it, less um you know, variables around that reward. I think it's pretty cut and dry that it is. Yeah. Now happy to move on from the brown low. It was uh it was a long night and a lot of stuff that made me angry, but yeah, congrats to Paddy, Paddy Cripps, Cripper. All right. So Essendon's coaching search narrows down to what we believe. Um, allegedly. Allegedly slash um, 
from our little uh, sources. Uh, James Heard, Brad Scott, Brendan Laid, Don Pike, and Adam Ooze. Um, and I know Dean Solomon was interviewed as yeah, well. Yeah, Dean Solomon. With us. We didn't get um, our lawyer to clear that last name. No, um, but I've just gone. I've just gone rogue. Um, of of that of that list, um, I can't see. I mean, J- James Heard just take take the whole supplement stuff aside. Just mm. throw that aside. James Heard is basically vying for this position off the back of his legend status. Mm-hmm. And being a development coach in the AFL for a year, he yeah. hasn't been in the system properly for what over five 20, years. Twenty fifteen. So yeah. yeah, so seven years. I mean, yeah, it's about yeah. Call it, let's call it six. Um. So any other candidate, even if it was Nathan Buckley, did the same thing. You go, no, nah, mate, could do your apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Um. Michael so did. I think. Yeah, but yeah, Voss did a massive apprenticeship. Um. So I just can't. You know, with a reasoned mind, head over heart, um, see how James Heard gets it. Um, and then from there, Don Pike, I don't think he's interested, allegedly. Um, Brendan Laid's been in the system a long time. Premiership um, player, too. Raps. Premiership player, yep. Um, and Adam Uze, all the, all the talks on Adam Uze. And I know Jordan Lewis is a massive Adam Uze fan, and Lewis is mm. obviously on the selection panel, so... He's a short price favourite for me, Adam Muse, and I think, I think, um, you know, obviously they'll probably want to announce that. Um, I think that's sooner rather. Week, but it, yeah, yeah. But if, if they not said sooner the rather than final, later. Not, yeah, very, very soon after. So, um, watch this space, but it'll be very. I mean, yeah, very interesting. And there's no world where Herd can be an assistant to any of those guys because no. as soon as Essendon lose two or three games, it'll be like, here we go. Herd's going to he's, he's going to take over. Yeah, like I'm going to put the supplement saga back in. So James Herd wasn't the the sole sole reason for it. Um, certainly played a part in it. Um, his hands are not dirty, but they're certainly not clean. What 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 he went through, what Essendon went through, this is so bizarre to me that we find ourselves in this situation. You know, the the mental scrutiny and the mental health issues that James Heard went through and that he was public about um as a result of the the blowout of all of this, it's actually staggering to me that he wants to be a head coach again. Like, I know we like to give Essendon a bit of a hard time here, a bit of shit here. Um, but it, it, in this situation, I'm thinking purely about the person uh, and what he's gone through. I, I don't want this to happen. Like, if this happened, this would be a circus. Don't get me wrong. That would be a disaster in my humble opinion. But from what he's gone through mentally... I don't want this to happen for his sake. And that it's, it's, it seems very um, ignorant for me to actually say that when he's putting his yeah. hand up. So obviously he knows himself a lot better than me. I've never met him before, but being a head coach is so much different to being a development coach. Development coach would be like the best job in the world. Your buddy, buddy, yeah, you, know, and he, you don't. And he knows that. Mm. Yeah. Like he knows it. Um, so the fact that he's even put his hand up is, is pretty ama- amazing. Really. Yeah. And here's the thing, right? <laughs> How many coaches, like 
how does this how does this let's say he gets the job how does it end he's um yeah well it's very it's very rare that a coach retires off their own volition isn't it yeah he's not good enough of a coach in my opinion to be that coach where he can retire he's certainly not leaving Essendon to go coach somewhere else the only way this ends is him being sacked again so yeah um honestly Adam Uzo is the best is the best man for this. This club is a fucking mess. And if you listen to the way Adam Uze speaks, he is he's desperate for this. You need someone yeah. who is not an Essendon person. because uh, obviously they've just put in new people, which is very important. Everything needed to just they need to clean house. Uh Adam yeah. Uze is not an Essendon person. He's got, done a great apprenticeship. Uh he's coming from a he's coming from a good club and he's desperate. He genuinely wants this, and you can hear it in every time he talks. Give it to the U's. Yep. All the players can wear three quarter sleeves, and they can turn their uh, they can turn their, their broken ship around. Yeah, yeah. And every time um, he gets a win, walks down the race, they just mm. oh, that's the real reason why I just want it. Actually, <laughs> yeah, same, same, same here. Uh, North Melbourne has been granted future draft picks as part of a special assistance package from the AFL. They will get two picks in this year's draft, which will which have to be used to trade for players. If they do not trade for players, those picks will go. In addition to that, they have also been given two additional rookie spots. Thoughts? So they're future picks that they have to be used this year, right? So, so it's this um, year. It's that, a second to, and a third. Yes, but it's, it's a future second and a future third. Yeah, so basically what it is, it's just like yeah, the, yeah. the the AFL has just given they've just given them these two picks, which they cannot be used on on like draft picks, like draftees. They have to be yeah, have- traded for 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 like um uh, seasoned players or whatever to another club. Untraded, yeah. So immediately I'm thinking if I'm North Melbourne, um I am wondering like I think you've got to be selective about which clubs you want to um, mm. do business with, I suppose. Uh, will, will clubs try and lowball them? Because they know they have to use these. They know they have to trade them. Or are they yeah. so valuable that it's just going to be a, a bidding frenzy? I mean, it's a second and a third. So, like, hardly seems, like, super valuable. Like, the second, I it's guess. Just, it's just, yeah, it feels like it, another club's just going to use it to bank points. Um more than yeah. anything else. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's what teams will just use it for. Like, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to work out the value of these picks. Like, yeah, um, same here. I was reading like, it and like, I was like, it, it kind of feels like, like the AFL has just been like, because they've been talking about it for months, right? Like they want they need an assistance package. It feels like the AFL has just gone like, have this shut up, basically. Yeah, but like a like a future second from North is basically this, you know, if we think their season's going to go the way it is next nah, year. No, it's, it's, nah, so it's not like that. No, so it has no, has no, that's, that's what the AFL were. That's why I think it's like one of those like throw-ins. So it, so it doesn't, it, land in it, the draft? it doesn't alter. I think it's at the back. It doesn't, it doesn't alter the draft, um, the draft order at all. Yeah. See, that makes it even less valuable to me. Cause um, that's what I mean. It, it just yeah. kind of seems like a here, Take these, yeah, I'm trade just, them for players. I'm just trying to, yeah, just trying to work out which players you're going to get from. I think you're not going to get a great, yeah. I can't see. Maybe a walk in, a walk up twenty two player. Maybe like the second Griffin, one. I'm not saying a, a third one. 
Maybe like a Griffin log Griffin with the seconds. Yeah, but hmm, interesting. It'll, yeah. well, it's, it'll be very interesting to see how it shakes out and who they end up getting from it. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Um, the two rookie yeah, spots are look, a bit of a waste to me, in my opinion. Like, Well, the rookie spots you can use in a development role, i.e. you bring in like a, you know, someone who's an American. close to... <laughs> um, <laughs> close to close to retiring, and they can be like a, a, a semi development coach slash player. You know, oh, like a, a um, like a Scott Pendlebury. <laughs> yeah, well, if, <laughs> if you're picking if you're picking someone who's at the end of their career, um, not halfway through like Pendles is, you still got another <laughs> 150. Well, there you go. Well, so, yeah, not under Arden Street. Yeah, good on yous. You lose a breakfast and you get two picks. They lose their breakfast. Oh, they, lose, they lost the hot breakfast, but they've still got the grand final breakfast. Um, <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. The AFL has landed the biggest sports broadcast rights deal in Australian history after extending its partnership with the Seven Network, Foxtel and Telstra for another seven seasons, which takes it to 2031. Oh, wait. Um, which is a long time in football. Yeah, it is um, a very long another, time and a lot of money in yeah. football. It's a lot of money, yeah. So um, I think it's obviously a great result for the AFL, great result for the broadcasters. They wanted it. They paid premium dollar for it. Um, and look, I think by and large, um, you know, the, the anti-siphoning laws have kept it so that the free-to-air really isn't affected too badly, I don't reckon. I still think, compared to other countries, the free-to-air offering for Aussie rules is outstanding. You may disagree Agreed. with that, but... No, I agree. The Yeah, but the uh, you know the payoff is the billion dollars that the game just gets. So um, I think the fact that Foxtel will be able to use their own commentary team from 2025 Massive. is huge. That gives them a, a real point of difference. Um, and then they can, you know, as a selling point as well, um, which in turn probably forces Seven to have a look at their stable and go, okay, Big time. what do we need to do to keep people interested in our in our commentary team? So, I mean, be good. <laughs> sorry, no, you're right, yeah, it's something in your throat. Um, yeah, which can only be good for for the viewers at home. So, uh, well, mate, you've got you have got. Uh, 2025. So yeah, you've got three years to really brush up those skills and. Uh, and Imagine uh, how badly I'm looking three years. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna age so poorly. I'm already aging poorly. But uh, I got three years to, uh, especially if I still have the cricket, I could be like the next Mark Howard. I could oh, do yes. everything. Yes. Mm, real, real Swiss Army knife. I'd be, a, I'd be um, the punching bag. Punching bag at a broadcast, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah no, con- congrats to some, you. Um, Sorry, yeah. you go, man. Oh, no, thank you. No, I was just going to say, um, I've just got some breaking news. I believe Buddy Franklin has just re-signed. Oh, well, we. And I believe it was announced during the probably the biggest telecast in the history of the free world. This. Um, this isn't live. Oh, the, oh, oh, the Queen's no. funeral. That's my bad. The other one. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, stand by for that. We'll, uh, well, let's just get our sources right before we go with that one. But yeah, uh, broadcast rights. Um, yeah, 
massive and good for me, good for you, and good for everyone. Good for everyone. Yep. Well said. The Tasmanian government has upped its initial funding offer for a Tasmanian AFL team, upping its commitment to $12 million million a year over 12 years. Sorry, $12 million a year per year for 12 years, up on its original offer, which was $10 million for 10 years. They're playing... They're playing hardball and I like it. The AFL, I feel like the AFL is doesn't want to do this, right? Like there are there are presidents from big clubs who don't want this. I don't know who they are. Uh so I'm not even gonna name names and then say allegedly to avoid avoid a lawsuit, but it's clear that there is some opposition to this. But the the yeah. Tasmanian government, I like it. They're having a they're having a crack. I reckon this is, I think that seals the deal. I think that's probably what the AFL said. If you do X, Y, and Z, we'll be able mm. to get the clubs across the line. Um, and I think that's what's happened. So I'd be, I'd be very surprised if this is not um, rubber, rubber stamped within the next fortnight. Yeah, which is great. That leaves us with 19 teams. Do, do you think we get a 20th or will someone yeah, like me who uh, suffers from OCD, will, will they have to suffer? Well, the alternative is a is a merged team taking us back down eighteen, which I can't see. So I think it, I think we'll get twenty there. Yeah, because any, I think any speculation I think on where twenty will be. It'd be Northern Territory, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, unless unless they can somehow work out that the buy giving the players a week off during the season then means they can do more Thursday night games, or they can mm. um, adjust their fixture and give them more fixture flexibility. Then maybe they'll stay. Stay with 19, but yeah, I reckon they'll probably they'll, they'll trial it and see how it's looking, and then if they think yeah, no, we need we need an even 20, they'll probably look at Northern Territory. Uh, would be my my guess. I'd say maybe I'd, um, I'd say don't um, discount a third team in WA. Okay, you think there's a thirst there? I think I think there is. Yeah, I mean West Coast is like probably what like a top. Is definitely like a top tier, like membership base, um, power broker. Uh, Fremantle's no. It would have to be, yeah. it would have to be an established waffle side, though, right? To already have that fan base. Claremont. I'm just guessing that's the Claremont. only waffle yeah. team I can name. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Margaret River Rabbits. There you go. There you go. It's got a nice ring to it. Um, yeah. And yeah, so just. And so, yeah, just to confirm, Lance Franklin has announced he is signing for another year, five days out from the 2022 AFL Grand Final. And in a tribute to Michael Jordan's famous two-word facts that announced his return to the NBA, the Swans tweeted, in response to questions about Buddy's future, inverted commas, one more. Oh, one more dance. One more Maybe dance. They... Last dance. Last dance. I like that. Well done. It would have yeah. been it would have been silly to see him go to like Brisbane or whatever it was like speculated. I mean they got four hundred forwards yeah. up there that they got no room for anyway. Yeah. yeah, the only one I would have seen is if he went back to Hawthorne. But he wasn't gonna do that when Hawthorne aren't any good. So mm. um yeah, so there you go. Breaking news. Well done. Uh which which is which will be Sandra Sully by the time people hear this, but all good. Perfect. Um, okay, Essendon's Sam Draper wins goal of the year 
Port Adelaide's Mitch Georgiades wins Mark of the Year and Joel Salwood wins the Jim Steins Award. Um, for me, I thought Georgiades' mark was a clear best mark. Um, and I reckon all three of those goals were absolute bangers. And any, if you had to said Dacos or Bolton won it, I wouldn't have been surprised. I think all three goals were a ripper. Um, Draper's winning, no no skin off my nose. Um, and good on good on to um, good on Joel Salwood for giving back to the community and um, especially at his age when he doesn't have to um, and winning the Jim Steins Award. Any yeah. thoughts on uh, Mark or Goal? Uh, Mark of the Year was a clear, like that was a clear winner. Um, I don't yeah. know why people were a lot of people were complaining saying like that one Mark of the Year. It's like. No, what more do you what more do you want like a honestly i feel yeah. like we're just people just complain and i understand i'm complaining about people complaining but honestly grow up uh yeah the, you're in a the, complain loop yeah exactly a, com, a closed complain loop sam draper's goal <laughs> like for a, for a big man to do that was stupid um shy bolton's goal yeah. that was so dumb how that went in like that just should not like that should be like a a, a, a physics study how that goal went in um and dacos's goal i could take yeah. or leave that oh. one i didn't think that was that impressive i mean i, I kicked a few yeah, goals similar to that in my day so yeah good well done on dacos for making the final mm. well you've 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 ended on a bad note there unfortunately <laughs> but uh, everything marinating in flog sauce you are marinating yourself in flog sauce uh, but yeah, no, nah, uh, and Joel Selwood. I mean, the, the Jim Steins Award is a, a, an incredible award. I, I was reading about Joel Selwood's uh, a community service done over a thousand, a thousand hours, which is uh, a lot of hours, it's a thousand to be honest. Um, you know, a lot of people <laughs> hate him on the field and hate him as a footballer. Say what you want about him, he's an absolute champion of the game, one of the best of all time. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I, I agree strongly. He's a he's actually a ripper um ripper bloke. I reckon from the, the few meetings I've, I've had with him, he's he's really good. So I, I know he gets a lot of hate, but uh, I think he's an outstanding individual. Yep, on field and off field. So uh, well done to all three, but to especially Joel Selwood. All right, let's dive into our grand final preview. Now, in order to get to the grand final, uh, we need to have grand finalists. So mm. Friday night at the MCG, Geelong, I'm not even going to read the score. Uh, Geelong beat Brisbane. Uh, they, didn't beat, they didn't beat them. That was... They, they murdered them. Yeah, that was um, that was first degree. Um, yeah, first you degree. know what it reminded me? You know what it reminded me of, um, Chris? I, I feel like I know what you're going to say, and I'm not going to be happy with it, but you can go ahead and it say re- it. It reminded me of when Geelong beat Port Adelaide in the uh, 2007 Grand Final. Do you remember that? Yeah, good on you. Have a crack, you bald prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's a great comparison. Um, I really enjoy that comparison. Um, Cheers. We should, we should dive into that more off air. Um, as we don't have time to dive into that on air. Uh, but yeah, Brisbane Fair getting enough. back to relevant games and not games that haunt me. Uh, Jesus, 
I feel it feels just feels like Brisbane's grand final was last week. Um, a big, the two final wins they had were huge wins, like yeah. not physical, like mental as well. Uh, and sometimes yeah. that just sometimes that catches up to you. Geelong well rested, and honestly, yeah. just it was never close. Like they were never in it. No, and as I think I texted you as well. In hindsight, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, uh, but a hindsight, Brisbane's, you know, they beat Richmond just at home and Richmond aren't great defensively. And then the Melbourne one was a great win. All credit to them for that one. But they did hit a Melbourne side who has just sort of lost their mojo. So mm. um, in hindsight, I thought it was going to be a lot closer. But then when, when you think that they're playing a team that's won, what, 15 on the trot now, red hot form. Um, probably shouldn't be as surprised as I was. Um, but, yeah, it was a disappointing result. Yeah, very disappointing result. Uh, I know we kind of talked about how much we liked the changes for Brisbane going into the Melbourne game with, uh, obviously, Danaher going out, not sliding yeah. Danaher, Danaher as a footballer, but, like, you, you know, I said it before, you can have too many chefs in the kitchen. Um, yeah, they just struck, they just structured up a lot better mm. um, without the three tools there. Yeah, and it certainly I think, wasn't a... I think having the, having the three tools back, just seeing, seeing their structures out of whack again, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, it, it wasn't the reason why they lost, but it was certainly, it was certainly, it wasn't the only reason, but it certainly was uh, a part of it. So uh, it yeah, looks like Brisbane's... Yeah, so I was just going to say, as, as I mentioned as well, I think McStay leaving is actually going to be a blessing in disguise, I think. I think mm. it, they'll structure up better with Danaher and Hipwood and then just all the little rovers and flankers around them. Yeah, and it looks like Josh Dunkley is going to Brisbane. Uh, they got Will Ashcroft, yeah. who's supposed to be the number one pick. Um, Will somehow. Ashcroft will do what... What will do what Dacos did this year, and he'll just he'll probably he'll be start on a halfback flank. And they're, they're probably just as good as each other, to be honest. They've got very similar. Um, I've them. Um, Ashcroft slightly ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> can, can you? I know you like trolling, but can we just keep that for the Facebook? Um, no, I think. Oh, I so will. I think they'll get. They'll get. They'll get Ashcroft halfback. Uh, Dunkley. Go straight into the center bounces. He was only the, he was still the most fifth used bulldog in center bounces, which is quite unbelievable. And I, and I suppose illustrates why he wants to get out of there. Um, yeah, because that's where he, that's that's his that's his kitchen, and that's where he should be. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it's a Port Adelaide was rumored to be in the hunt. Uh, very disappointed we didn't get him because uh, we need someone like him so desperately. I uh, did look to see with all this cash that uh, Port Adelaide has now, like where, where do they go from here? Apparently, Cozzy Pickett. Yeah, well, I mean, this is what clubs are going to have to start making decisions on, right? Like Cozzy Pickett becomes unrestricted pre, sorry, a restricted free agent next, at the end of next year. Mm. So do Melbourne a year early um, go, right, he, he's worth his... his Massively high at the moment. That's that's making get more from him now. Yeah, get more now. Um, and Port obviously desperate to get him. So, yeah, clubs are going to have to start making decisions on this uh, more and more. Um, I don't think Melbourne want to lose him at all, obviously. But um, yeah, they'll have to have a a red hot think about what's going to happen. 
They will. I wouldn't be mad if Puello got him, but we need more than him. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, so that that's that. Uh, that's obviously the first grand finalist. The second grand finalist uh, comes uh, Saturday afternoon. Sydney defeat Collingwood by one single point. Now you did yeah. kind of spruik the draw as a grand final, as you have. Uh, sorry, you did spruik a draw uh, as you yeah. had for like the last month. Well, I've been off. I, I, the last time I've, I've spruiked a draw against Carlton, it was one point. Spruiked a draw against Geelong, it was six points. And I've spruiked the draw against Sydney, and it was one point. So uh, it means sweet fuck all, but uh, just goes to show how close uh, these games have been with Collingwood. And it was the same thing again. Um, you know, 35 points down at one stage, I think it was. It's just. It's just a bridge too far in a final, I think. But and Sydney had chances to really bury him. Mm. He missed a couple of set shots, um, which kept Collingwood in it. To be honest, I thought the reason Collingwood got back into it mainly was because Sam Reed went off. I think he allowed us to structure our back line a lot better because we were not dealing with Buddy and Reed. The two bigs up there were really causing us problems. And then as soon as he got injured, Felt like we were we were much much better suited. Um, came home like an absolute steam train, and look, it was a super exciting final. I don't know what you thought as a um, as a neutral, but I thought it was one of the best um, finals finishes I can remember. Yeah, look, to be completely honest with you, I was working for most of it, so I probably really only sat down and watched the last maybe five minutes. So I can't even tell you anything about the game. That you wouldn't already good, know. Good chat. Yeah, absolutely amazing chat. Which was like really frustrating <laughs> if I'm being honest. Like I was in no, arguably like one of the most foul moods. Like I can pretend. Uh, let's pretend. Jeez, uh, how good was Papley? Jeez, he was good. <laughs> no, don't, um, pretend. don't pretend. Um, no. Yeah. So look, what I will say is I think the fact that Sydney got out to that margin shows how good they they are when they're on. Mm. Um, and in my mind, that's probably why I, I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but is why I, I put them ahead of Geelong in terms of um, the grand final this week. Because I just think their best um, is capable of beating anyone, including the Cats. Yeah, no, agreed. And I think with the fact that, you know, so it's 30, 35 points and, you know, it ends up being one. The SCG is a place where you can sort of chase down, chase down scores. Yeah. So, uh, it, it wasn't a shock to me to see Sydney get out. Um, also, wasn't a shock to see uh, Collingwood come back. Uh, I think there was uh, there, there were some like from what I watched in the last like 10, 10 or so minutes. Jesus, like you'd have to be absolutely panic stations if you're a Sydney fan because like oh yeah, they, you would have been they seized, they seized up they seized up so hard and so quick. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. it it was looking um it was looking it was a Grimsby town really uh so uh it was like I, it's like um it was like watching the horror movie or the train the train wreck you can see it coming you know it's coming and you just can't do anything about it scream. Luckily, all you can do is just scream and cry and hold on and they did <laughs> yeah but uh, I do have to as much, as hard as it will be to do I do have to uh tip my cap to. Uh, Collingwood, an unbelievable season that probably no one expected. Um, 
Fly McRae, yeah. easily the coach of the year. Uh, and probably yeah. some good signs with uh, a couple of inclusions. Um, McStay, uh, Bobby Hill, who I really hope yeah. has an unbelievable year. If anyone really deserves to have a good year, it's that man. Uh, yeah, and he's, so- um, he's, his ceiling is massive, Bobby Hill. So, uh, yeah, look, Collingwood are targeting, um, obviously, for need. I think McStay helps their forward line. Obviously, it, it just allows Majacek to not be that battering ram every week. And then Bobby Hill is a genuine um, small forward slash can go onto a wing and uses the ball amazingly well. So, yeah, um, personally, I I tweeted it, but uh, personally it was the most enjoyable season as a supporter I've ever had in my life. It was so much fun. And um, all all credit to to Dad, to Craig McRae. Isn't it isn't it funny how a season like that can be a, a favorite season over a season where you do ultimately win a premiership? I know that's going to sound really really yeah. silly. Like when Port well, won that, hundred percent. When they made the prelim against, they lost to Hawthorne in like by a kick, I think it was. Yeah. Like no, no one expected Port to be in the finals, and, and there was the Darren Burgess. We just used to run over teams in the fourth quarter. Like that was yeah. easily the best year as a as a port supporter. Like because we were just like it was the tarp. We we're still in the tarp days, and you know you were just yeah. sort of you're a punching bag for and just a beacon of mediocrity. And I was getting twenty text messages a week, like losing to Gold Coast, and then all of a sudden, like we're a kick away from the grand final. So it's amazing how quickly AFL footy can sort of turn around for clubs. So it's a, I guess a. For Essendon, Essendon should be looking at should be looking at this model from terms from a coach. They should be trying to find yeah, exactly. Fly McRae 2.0, like uh Brad Scott, um, yeah. James Hurd, Dom Pike, like no offense to any of those, any of those men. Get someone who's a, a brush of fresh, no, air, fresh air. Um, someone who's good communicator, good it's with Uze. Uze is a man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I think it's just the unexpected run and just the hope and, you know, that's what makes seasons like that so memorable and enjoyable. Like Mark Robertson predicted Collingwood to win the wooden spoon this time of year. Um, don't really need to add too much more into that, do we? He's a chief football writer. No, no, I'm not. It's not a, it's not a slight on his judgment per se, but it just shows what, people were expecting of Collingwood this year. Mm. They finished third. So amazing run. Yep. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately not good enough to make the grand final, which will be between Geelong and Sydney. Uh, 2.30 this Saturday at the MCG. Before I get your tips, what is uh, your favourite matchup? Ooh. Well, the fact that they, firstly, the fact that these two teams have never played each other in a grand final is uh, staggering, mm. considering that includes the South Melbourne when they were the, when they were Swans in South Melbourne. So the fact that they've never met in a granny is great. Um, favorite matchup is probably well, I think the important one is I, I would dare say it's going to be Jeremy Cameron versus. Will it be a McCartan? Probably might be a Rampy. No, whoever I think Tom, takes Cameron, I think Tom McCartan. Will be Tom 
McCartan, we would, so let's call it McCartan, Cameron. I reckon that's the most important matchup of, of the ground because if Cameron can kick three or more, I reckon the Cats win. Um, and then in the middle, it's just matchup after matchup is so juicy. Um, mm. You've got, you know, it's, whether it's Parker, Selwood, um, you know, Warner, Dangerfield, you've got Adkins, who's he, who's he going to go with? Um, yeah, it's littered with midfield stars, which makes this game such a great matchup, I reckon. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm going to throw a rogue matchup. It's the battle of the St. Kilda discards in the ruck. Stanley versus Hickey. Now, both of these guys, especially Hickey, have been yeah. like... Hickey himself has just been a... Oh, not, I hate to use the word barometer every episode, but like what what he's had what he's done in this like last month with uh mm. had a lot of stuff going on at home with his family and his uh and his two daughters i believe um yeah. i'll tell you what like i i want i want them to win for that man and Reece Stanley is just it's Reece Stanley's it's hard not yeah. to like Reece Stanley because when you watch him at St Kilda you're probably like this guy doesn't have much the way he's able to just he's been able to just sort of eke out a career and just be a really serviceable, yeah. really good, consistent footballer. I have a lot of respect for that. So that's yeah. my key matchup is who um who from Moravan? Yeah, that's a good Yeah, the Moravan rejects. It's a good great shout. Hickey was enormous against Collingwood and Stanley is mm. an athletic beast. Mm. Um Blitz is another one. He is a freak. And he yeah. the fact that he can go anywhere Back midfield forward is such a set for Geelong. Um, yeah, I'll say another another little stat or fact I've got for you is that the um, whether it's Gary Rowan or Lance Franklin, whoever loses this grand final will then uh, become rare air, losing four grand finals in their Ooh. career. Who's lost? Is what's the most um, someone only... the most grand final someone's lost? Um, the incredible Hulk, um, who played for Collingwood and Eric Banner, Essendon, uh, Renee Kink, uh, not Eric Banner. Um, <laughs> he lost five, Paul Bar. Oh, wow, uh, that is a, so, that yeah, is a so, lot. So, so one of the four grand final losses is a lot, yeah, it really is. So, um, uh, is going to be hurting, yeah, um, even more so. Hopefully, look, I, yeah, look, I think. I I want Sydney to win. I want. I'd love. Reckon that's it's a great um, sort of coaching feat by John Longmire. Um, but you know, either way, I just I, I think it's going to be a close game. Dare I say, Chris? Oh I think no! Are you going to say what I think go you're going to say? Into overtime. Oh well, there is an overtime, isn't? Don't they come back next week? No, it's changed. It's ever since the 2010 draw, it's now overtime. Uh, okay. Now, I'm not going to ask you for an X factor. I'm going to ask you for an undercover X factor. Like I'm talking every grand well, what's final. The difference. Well, I'll tell you what the difference is because you could say X factor. You could say you could say Tom Stewart. I want you to delve deep into the 22s yeah. for each team and give me a 
undercover X factor for each team. Jesus Christ, we've got noticed. Um, that's what on. you do to me every episode. Have you still got? Have you, yeah, I know. Revenge is sweet. I bet. Um, let me just let me just uh, answer your question with a uh, with an answer. Um, I am going to say for Sydney, it is row bottom. Mm-hmm. Good one. Uh, he is uh, fast becoming one of the best midfielders in the comp in my mind. I think he's, I don't know if this year is a breakout year, but I reckon if it hasn't been, then next year definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put him in the All-Australian conversation next year. Um it's the scoreboard and you know clean. as I said earlier Very like clean. they've got so many guns. Yeah, it's it's super clean. And then as I said, you know, you've got Mills, Parker, Warner to contend with um in that midfield. And then all of a sudden you add Robottom in there. Um he from for mine is the one that could get off the leash and really cause a bit of trouble. What about you? For Sydney? Uh, so for Sydney, it's Justin McInerney. Uh I just it's, yes, it's yep. just another one of these just undercover Sydney stars. Like if if this was a Victorian yep. team, I feel like we would just be spooking them so much more. But every time I watch him, yeah. he never puts a foot wrong. Uh, just very good kick of the footy, very poised, can take the game on. He just screams like a 20 to 25 disposal performance. Um, maybe like a goal, maybe like a running goal, just getting on the back of a opportunistic handball, like from a Tom Hickey or something who's taken a mark outside of 50. Uh, and that's my one for the yep. Swans. Excellent. Um, for the Cats, I would say... Um, I don't know if you, you, this might not reach your criteria, but for me, Stengel is the man who's going to really bother Sydney um, and stretch them, I reckon. You've got Hawkins, obviously, um, and Cameron. I can't see Gary Rowan having another game like he did against Collingwood, um, but I think Stengel is the one that's, if he can kick two or more goals, it's going to go a long way to help them winning the game. I know he's an All-Australian, so you're probably going to say it doesn't meet your criteria, but I don't know. For me, he's he's got a, he's got a massive X-factor um, value about him. This yeah, you, you're pushing it with that, but I'll give it to you. Um, so that's fine. Thanks. Mine is Jack Henry, uh, contested yeah, marking yeah. pig. Oink, oink, oink. Mm. Look, yeah. um. Does Leo Barry, you star, ring a bell? Like, all you need... Jack Henry! <laughs> you star! Oh, honestly, star. Uh, Jack Henry is just another yeah. one of those players who just sort of just goes under the radar because of the fact that he plays with so many A-listers, so many all-Australian elite players. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this guy's well, he's, absolutely... He, yeah. He's an incredible contestant, Mark, he's, and, you know, that's a... That's, that's yeah. a highly valuable skill in today's AFL. So, I mean, yeah, could I, could I see could I see him intercepting and sort of getting in front of Buddy and you know maybe stifling the the Sydney forward line or being a big reason why it goes quiet? Absolutely. Yeah, and he's super clean. He had fourteen disposals against Brisbane at a hundred percent efficiency. So 
That means all um, of them hit targets. Yeah. Not one missed a target. So very impressive. Very clean, very efficient. Yeah. So look, you know, I don't love my pick of Stingle because he doesn't meet your criteria exactly, but uh, it's close yeah, enough. Gonna Who's going to pull us up? Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll finish up with this. We'll finish up with some predictions now. Rather than just giving me the winner, I would like the winner, the yeah. Norm Smith, mm. and the yeah. grand final moment. There's always a moment for the winning team, you know, whether it's Tom Boyd's tackle or Josh Marnie's tapping the ball back in, back into play. I need those yeah. three from you in whatever order you see fit. Okay, for me, um, I'll start in this order because then I can explain my other pick. So I am going to pick, as I mentioned earlier, Sydney to win in overtime. Um, and off the back of that, I'm giving the Norm Smith medal to Callum Mills. Uh, Callum Mills has been outrageous this season. He's probably their best player. He was awesome against Collingwood. It's been awesome all final series. And I think if Sydney are going to win, and that's my prediction, I think he's going to have to have to be as good as he's been all year. So I'm going to predict him. And then the moment is um, Geelong are one point down. Tom Hawkins has the ball. Or maybe it's Gary Rowan has the ball after the siren, needs to kick a goal to win the game. And he shanks it for a point, and we're going into overtime. And that's my bit moment. Of, bit of Jimmy Bartel, the most important yeah. point he'll ever kick, kind of areas. Yeah, it's that, it's that, it's um, yeah, exactly. Just insane drama. Insane drama. I like it. Uh, for me, I have Sydney, not in a draw, not in overtime, just a comfortable couple of goal margin. My yeah. Norm Smith is a man whose name I love to say. And no, it's not Tom Papler. It's Errol <laughs> Goulden. I love yeah, the name Errol. If I could, if we did a stock market, I probably would have bought the name Errol or like old fashioned names coming back like that. Errol is a great name yeah. when attached to a good footballer. Yeah, or and, a movie star. Yeah, agreed. And my grand final moment is the lizard boy kicks his second goal in the third quarter on the run from 55 and the crowd goes ballistic and erases Geelong's lead and turns the game. Just the, the sight of the lizard running off halfback and running Whoa. all day on the MCGs getting me to half-mast already. <laughs> oh, lizard. Yes. All I can think of is James Brayshaw calling that. Yeah, that would be great. If we can get any lizard action on Saturday, it's going to be well worth the price of admission, I reckon. Like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. No, I couldn't agree more with your selection. Couldn't agree more with mine, obviously, is that's what I'm run with. Uh, Tim, I don't know <laughs> if you had anything else to get through. You're obviously, it's been a long day for you. It's been a long day for me. No, I'm just going to... Uh... I'm going to play us out with this flog guitar from this flog hotel. Uh, And until then, enjoy the grand final, hey? (laughs) Good night.
<laughs> Melbourne, you've been great. <laughs> <laughs>